The Productive Woman, episode 419. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you for joining me. This week, we're going to talk about dealing with and and keeping up with all our stuff. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 419. For most of us, an important part of our productive life, of our meaningful life, is making a home. And, and this is true whether we live alone or with roommates or a spouse, whether we have children, whether we have a job or a career outside the home. No matter our stage of life or our circumstances, wherever we might be, making a home is to one degree or another part of our our role in life, part of something most of us want to do. And that may mean different things to each of us, depending on our personality and everything else. But the point is, it is part of what we do. We want to make a home wherever it is we happen to be. Well, one element of making a home is taking care of our space and the stuff within it. That's pretty much a never-ending task and one that sometimes we can struggle to keep up with, especially when we're fitting that into a life that has lots of other roles, whether we're raising a family, maintaining a career, uh, volunteering, pursuing interests, starting a business, or, or all of the above. And I've had some conversations recently with women who have at, at different times expressed a, a certain level of, of stress, of even guilt over the condition of their homes, and they've lamented their seeming inability to keep up, or in some cases their frustration with having to spend the better part of their weekend digging out from a mess that kind of accumulates during the week when they're busy with work and family and other things. Because of that, because of those conversations and just, you know, because of my own experience in life and and observations of other people's experiences, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk a little bit about managing our stuff, maintaining our homes, keeping homes that are clean and tidy and why that matters. And so I started with kind of looking at and thinking about what's the difference between clean and tidy. We tend to use those those terms often together or interchangeably, but they really mean very different things. Uh, clean is is clean. A space or an object is clean if it's free from dirt, if it's unsoiled, it's unstained. So when we clean our homes or our workspace or wherever it is, you know, whatever space we're cleaning, we are eliminating dust and dirt and putting the the space and the items within it into an unsoiled condition. So cleaning is about removing dirt and dust and grime and, you know, usually the odors that come with those things. Tidiness is a different thing entirely. A space is tidy if it's arranged neatly and in order. 
when we are tidying a space, we're bringing order to it. We're arranging its contents neatly. A space can be clean, but not tidy, or it can be tidy, but not clean. They are two different things. Both of them, I think, matter when we are trying to create what we talked about a couple episodes ago, a peacefully productive life. So why? Why does it matter if our space is clean or if it's tidy? Well, they both have advantages. <laughs> they have benefits if we keep our, you know, I'm talking a lot about our home, but the, the same applies to our workspace as well, our office or where, wherever we work. Keeping that space clean has health benefits. Uh, as one post I read put it, dirt and dust promote illness. Um, we can't protect ourselves or our families from all illness, but there are things that we can do to reduce the chances of getting sick. And creating for ourselves a clean and healthy environment is on that list. This one article that I read, and I will link to this article and several others in the show notes if you want to check them out. Um, this particular article's writer points out the dust is a very common cause for colds, coughs, asthma attacks, breathing and respiratory problems, and various types of allergies. And that's very true. You know, I know people, I have friends who are very prone to allergies and it's very important to them to keep their homes as dust-free as possible because of that. This writer said all of those risks that can be minimized and even prevented completely by reducing dust accumulation in your household. So there are definite health benefits to keeping our homes clean. Uh, in addition, keeping our homes clean on a regular basis can reduce our stress. Uh, we tend to uh, experience more stress from things we haven't done than from things we're actually doing. And so when we don't clean our home or our workspace, whatever space we're talking about, and we sort of neglect that for periods of time, we experience a certain level of stress just from that sort of long list in the back of our minds of the chores that are accumulating because we've put them off so long, or the frustration that I mentioned earlier of knowing the weekend's coming and I'm going to have to spend my whole weekend cleaning because I haven't done so for whatever reason. Another benefit of, of regular cleaning was mentioned in several articles that I read. One writer put it away that I, I thought was very to the point, which is that a dirty home ages quickly. The point being that when dirt and dust accumulate on our belongings, on our homes, things can wear out and age more quickly. And for me, carpets and rugs come to mind. Regularly vacuuming them prolongs their life, keeps them looking better and smelling better for a longer period of time than if we don't clean them at all. You know, none of this is earth-shattering knowledge. I know you know this. Um, I just thought it was worth, for all our sakes, to kind of review some of this and think about it in terms of uh, what we can do to uh, help contribute to our peaceful and productive life. So cleaning, regular cleaning, keeping our space clean has been those benefits and more. Similarly, tidiness, uh, keeping our home tidy has benefits. We endure less stress or, you know, in the converse, I guess, 
Clutter is stressful, particularly to women. Uh, We've discussed this before. I know I've mentioned it in previous episodes a while back when we were talking about clutter, but there are studies that show that women are affected differently by clutter than men are. The studies, and I'll put links to a couple of articles that talk about these, uh, studies show that women in cluttered surroundings produce higher levels of cortisol in their body, and that's a stress hormone. And this applies to our workspace just as much as to our homes. There are a couple of business-related articles that talk about the importance of keeping a clean and uncluttered workspace for this very reason, among others, that we experience higher levels of stress when we are in cluttered and untidy surroundings. Uh, keeping our space tidy creates a more restful and more welcoming environment for ourselves, certainly, for our family, and even for unexpected guests. We are uh, more able to be hospitable if we have things in order and things are tidy in our homes. Same thing in our workspace. If you're back to working in an office, you may be more inclined to welcome clients or or customers into your workspace if it's tidier you'll feel more confident about your how you're presenting yourself keeping your space tidy makes it easier and less time consuming to clean it so these things kind of can tie to each other keeping counters clear makes it easy to wipe them down without having to take the time to move things out of the way and of course when our space is tidy, we waste less time looking for things we need when everything has got a place to live and is always put there when it's not in use. So those are just some of the reasons why it matters if we keep our space clean and tidy and how it can affect our frame of mind, our health, and our general productivity. And on top of all that, besides making our life more peaceful and more productive, doing these things, if we have children, we are setting an example for our kids, especially if we get them involved, about the importance of creating habits of cleanliness and and tidiness. So assuming we want to do this, assuming we're persuaded that there are benefits to having clean and tidy space, and we want to do something about it. How can we do this? How can we achieve it when we have full lives, we have careers, jobs, we have lots of commitments? Um, How can we make it easier to have a, a clean and tidy space and get the benefits of it that we've talked about? Um, there, are, there are various things I think that we can do. But the first thing I would say is to give yourself grace on this, just like anything else. There is nothing to be gained by beating yourself up over your perceived failings in this area. And I'm saying, maybe this doesn't apply to you, but if it does, again, I'm saying this because I've had conversations in recently with different women at different times sharing their frustration and their guilt over feeling like they don't measure up in this area. They're not doing what they should. Well, I I just don't think feeling guilty and beating ourselves up over this is going to gain us anything. It's not going to make a difference. And so I encourage you, if this does apply to you, if you've felt like 
you know, you're struggling to keep up with your space and keep things clean and tidy to the level that you want it to be, and you've been feeling guilty, I encourage you to let that guilt and that judgment of yourself go and take comfort in the fact that every day is a new day and you can make changes, hopefully just small incremental changes, please, starting right now, starting today, you can change and and make progress going forward. Uh, but progress is not helped by feeling guilty and beating yourself up over what you feel like you should have done but haven't. So that's the first thing I think we need to do is give ourselves grace in this area, just like in every other area. The second thing I would say would be to cultivate cultivate mindfulness. And we've talked about this before. I think often we walk through our time and our space preoccupied, our minds somewhere other than where we are, and we're not really aware of our surroundings. We can help make it easier to keep our space clean and tidy by cultivating mindfulness that is being present in our space in the moment and becoming more aware of our surroundings. So by that, I mean, we'll see as we're walking through our space when something's out of place or needs to be cleaned. And that just becoming aware is progress. I think we can be surrounded by a situation and not really aware of it because we're preoccupied with other things. And so by cultivating that awareness, that mindfulness, that being present in the moment, we'll be more aware of of our surroundings and what could be done to something that's not where it should be, something that needs to be cleaned. And, and that makes it easier to apply. Um, think of the rule from a couple of weeks ago that I talked about, never leave a room empty-handed. And so that starts with awareness. Um, if, if we're going to take things with us when we go from one room to another, we need to be aware of what needs to be moved, for instance. And so that leads into then the third thing we can do to help make it easier to maintain a clean and tidy space. And that's to establish habits that foster that kind of outcome. So we talked about some of these potential habits back in episode 417, such as following that two-minute rule. If we see something that needs to be done and it can be done in two minutes, just do it. And that's a great habit to cultivate. Similarly, the one I just mentioned of never leaving a room empty-handed. If you're going from you know, the living room and you're going to be walking through the kitchen and you notice your, your empty tea mug is sitting on the, the table there in the living room, grab it and take it with you and drop it off in the sink on your way through. That sort of thing is what I'm talking about. Creating and nurturing and cultivating these habits can make it easier because it's, there's less decision fatigue. There's less, you know, resistance because it just becomes habitual. One of the habits that I think is a great one to cultivate in this area is the habit of cleaning as you go. So for instance, when you cook, while you're waiting for the water to boil, maybe wash the the knife that you use to chop the vegetables, that kind of thing. Wipe the counters down in between steps, uh, just cleaning as you go. Similarly, when you're getting dressed or getting ready in the morning, clean as you go, hang up the, the, you know, throw, throw clothes in the laundry, hang things up, put things away from your bathroom counter, 
that sort of thing. When you're working on a project or a hobby, clean as you go, it makes it much easier, much quicker, much less time consuming when we develop this habit of cleaning as we go, rather than having to do a massive cleanup at the end. Uh, A related sort of habit to cultivate with that is the habit of putting things away when you're finished using them. So when you take off clothes, put them in the laundry or hang them up. When you're done using a tool, put it back where it belongs. When you're done reading the mail, throw it away or, or file it. Whatever it is you're, you're doing, put things away when you're done with them instead of just dropping them somewhere and thinking, I'll get back to that later. Things accumulate, right? The mess just gets bigger and bigger. The benefit of doing this one is, again, it's quicker, it's easier. Uh, If you clean as you go and you put things away when you're finished and avoids that need to spend big chunks of time cleaning up a huge mess because you've just dealt with it in a matter of seconds right at the point of use. In order to be able to put things away when you've finished using them, that does require that you have a place for everything so you can put everything in its place. And that's, uh, you know, another issue we've talked about at various times, uh, this this idea of uh, making sure that everything we have has a place where it belongs. It's hard to tidy if things just sort of get stuck any old where. All these habits can help save time Because again, it's easier and much less time consuming to keep a house clean than to clean it when it's dirty. You know, think on a smaller scale, consider the amount of time it takes to rinse or wash a a pan that you've used in the kitchen right away versus the amount of scrubbing it'll take later if it's left to sit. You can save time. It's going to be much easier if you deal with things right away. So creating and establishing and nurturing these habits can help us spend actually less time cleaning and and tidying because we develop the habit of dealing with things right away when it's only going to take a few seconds versus letting things accumulate to where it's going to take much more time. Um, In addition to establishing these habits, we can set up routines for cleaning or for tidying. Uh, We've talked in the past about the idea of spending five or 10 minutes at the end of the day just sweeping through the public areas of the house, the living room, the kitchen, wherever, and putting things quickly in order, getting trash thrown away, dishes in the sink or into the dishwasher, clearing off counters, uh, straightening the pillows, all that sort of thing. Tidying. This isn't a time for cleaning but simply putting things back in order, tidying things. That's a great routine and a great habit to develop to save yourself time in the long run. And you can set up bigger routines for cleaning. And there are different people, different uh, experts, if you want to call them that, who have developed routines and done some of this thinking for us. I think of a woman called the Fly Lady. You may have heard of her. I'll put a link to her website in the show notes. She teaches a simple system that lots of people follow for keeping your home clean and tidy, and she offers suggested routines. She's done the thinking for us here. Her system kind of involves breaking the home up into zones 
And each week of the month, you're focused on a different zone for a deeper cleaning. But she also has, you know, the quick morning routine. I think she talks about uh, doing a swish and swipe of the, in the bathroom sink and kind of thing. And so if you're looking for inspiration or ideas because you don't know where to start to set up routines, checking out the Fly Lady system might be a great place to start. Another routine that can be really helpful is the organized 365 Sunday basket, especially if paper clutter is your downfall. We've talked about this before, and Lisa Woodruff, who you know is the originator of organized 365 in this Sunday basket approach, she's been our guest on episodes 122 and 308. Her system is a great one for dealing with all the paper that comes into our house. So setting up that routine can be really useful. And I'll put a link both to her website where she talks about the Sunday basket, but also her book the on dealing with paper clutter that we talked about, I think in episode 308. But I'll put a link to the book because it's a really good one. So those are a couple of, of, of people who've sort of developed routines that you can adopt and adapt for your own purposes, if that's helpful. I'll share some links in the show notes to a few other articles and some YouTube videos from other women who suggest tips and ideas for how they keep their space clean and tidy. Uh, and they, in many cases, recommend various tools and materials that can be really helpful in this. And so if you're looking for some ideas and inspiration and motivation in this area, those links will be in the show notes for this episode, and you can check those out at your leisure. But the idea is not necessarily to just take somebody else's system and try to import it wholesale into your life, because that often doesn't work. But we can get ideas, we can learn from them and adapt what they're doing to what works for us. So whether you use somebody else's system and adapt it to your needs or develop your own system or routines, the idea is to set up regular routines, just a short list of things that you do generally at the same time each day. So a routine for daily basic cleaning, a few things that you do in the morning, maybe that, you know, the fly ladies swish and swipe, wipe out your sink and in the bathroom and put your makeup and skincare items away and your hair care things. Whatever few things that you're going to do for that morning routine, maybe you have another quick routine in the evening after dinner of a few cleaning and tidying things that you're going to do. Maybe routines for deeper cleaning on a weekly or monthly basis, depending on what your schedule allows. That idea, again, the routine of making that quick sweep through the house or your workspace at the end of the workday to quickly put things back in order before you move on. So setting up those routines can help make it more efficient and more effective and take less of your time. It may seem like I'm suggesting that you start, you need to be adding more work to your day, but I really truly believe, and I have personally experienced that when we have these intentionally curated list of ideas or of of routines and habits that we incorporate into our life, we actually spend less time cleaning and tidying because we're dealing with things in small chunks at the right time. 
A lot of people set up certain times that are set aside to clean different areas of their home. So like the fly ladies zones um, that she talks about, maybe you're going to spend 15 to 30 minutes each day or a couple days a week in different areas of the house. And maybe today it's the bedroom and you're going to, you know, change the sheets on the bed, vacuum the rug, dust the furniture, whatever in that room. And that's it. Just maybe 15 minutes. If you've got 30 minutes, great. You can get a little more done. But if you rotate through the house this way in these short bits of time, whether it's every day, every other day, or a couple times a week, you'll get through the whole house eventually. And, you know, I would add in your home office, your your laundry, dealing with laundry, cleaning your car periodically, your purse if you carry one or your computer bag or, or diaper bag. Have that on the list uh, that it gets attention once a week or once a month or whatever works best for you. Uh, so that's a way to create that system that lets you maintain it because it's so much easier to keep things clean than it is to clean a dirty space. And whether you allocate certain days and certain times to specific areas of, of your life or your home, or just commit to doing something each day, whatever that might be. You know, at th this stage of my life, I like the idea of saying on Mondays I do this and on Tuesdays I do that room and, you know, Wednesdays I dust and Thursdays I vacuum or whatever. I don't actually do that at this stage in my life, but my approach is most, I have certain things I do every week, changing the sheets and, you know, dusting and vacuuming and that sort of thing. But for the most part, the deeper cleaning things, because it's just Mike and me in the house and he's at work during the day and I'm working here at home. Things don't get as dirty, I guess, except when we have lots of company coming in. And so my approach is not as structured as it used to be. It's I clean things when I notice they need attention. And that works too. And I don't have hours and hours and hours to do this. So I'll spend a few minutes here and there and you can get a lot done and a lot maintained in that period of time. So, I, I mean, I've spent a lot of time on this idea of habits and routines, but I think it's really a valuable concept if you are, you know, feeling like you'd like to um, maintain things better than you feel like you have so far. Again, I'm not trying to say you need to change what you're doing if what you're doing is working for you. But if this is an area you've been thinking about or struggling with, there are things we can do to help uh, improve it a little bit. The fifth thing we can do to help make it easier to keep a clean and tidy space is to recruit or hire help. I honestly believe if there are other healthy, able-bodied people living with you, there's no reason you should be doing all this yourself anyway. So get them involved, get your kids involved. It, it's, it helps you, but it also helps make their life easier in the long run because it trains them in the skills that they're going to need as they get older and they want to make their own lives that matter. Uh, if you have no one living with you or if your kids are too young to do anything and, uh, but if you have the money, hiring help buys you time and peace of mind. And that's true whether it's someone who comes in, you know, every week, every other week 
to do the basic cleaning. And I've had that at various times in my life. Someone who would come in and kind of do the floors and the bathrooms once a week made a huge difference at a very busy period of our life. But whether it's that or just having help come in occasionally for some of the big deep cleaning jobs, say you want the exterior windows cleaned and you could hire that job out. There are people who would be happy to do that for you for a price. And it may be well worth the money if it buys you time to do other things, but also buys you that peace of mind because it's been bugging you that your windows are dirty or whatever the issue is. Hiring help sometimes can make a big difference. And there's uh, if you have the resources to do it, then I, I encourage you to look into that. Uh, the sixth thing I would say to help make it easier to keep a clean and tidy home is to assemble the best equipment you can afford. And this is true especially for cleaning. Uh, I think just as, as having a well-balanced, really sh- good sharp knife and good quality pans make the task of cooking easier and more enjoyable, so having the right tools can make cleaning easier and less time consuming and more efficient. So you're spending less time because you're using the right gear for what you're doing. So that, that applies to cleaning tools like, a you know, your broom, your vacuum, the cleaning cloths that you use. Uh, you know, I have a robot vacuum that cleans my floors a couple times a week while I'm doing other things. Having a, a stock of microfiber cloths handy makes it easy to clean up messes right when they happen instead of uh, having them, you know, get dried on and take much longer to clean up. Similarly with cleaning supplies, get the best you can afford. Maybe consider seeking one good multi-purpose cleaner that can be used on most of the surfaces in your house instead of having a bunch of single-purpose items that you've got to carry around or go look for. And on that point of assembling the best equipment you can afford, assemble all those cleaning supplies and tools into a conveniently located kit so everything you need is in one place and you can grab it when you need it and you don't have to go around searching for you know where's that glass cleaner or where's that where where'd I put the vacuum cleaner whatever it might be so I like the idea of a central location, a cleaning kit, if you will, that you can grab and take with you. Now, on the other hand, sometimes uh, it's a good idea to keep cleaning supplies near where you need to use them so that it's quick and easy to clean when the need or or the mood strikes. Uh, as an example, I think of our house, we have a two-story house and I have bathrooms on both floors. And if I kept all the bathroom cleaning supplies in one location, then if I happened to be upstairs and noticed that one of the bathrooms needed some cleaning, I'd have to go, you know, maybe back downstairs to get the supplies to do it. Uh, To avoid that, (laughs) because it might not happen, I keep, you know, toilet bowl cleaner and disinfecting wipes in each bathroom. So if I'm in that room and I see the need, I can quickly clean the toilet in a matter of two minutes without having to go anywhere and then get on with my day. So think about the tools that you use and where you store them and how you keep them together. And I think the the last thing I would say that maybe is one of the biggest things we can do to help us uh, keep a clean and tidy home is to simplify uh 
all of the systems. First of all, the the things that we have, our belongings. I I have talked about this on and off in, in several episodes, but I encourage you to consider purging, purging, purging the stuff that you have. Now, I'm not saying that everybody needs to become a minimalist, but if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed, just trying to keep your space as clean and tidy as you want it to be, I'm not talking about comparing your, your space to somebody else's. All of this has to do with if, if you're not satisfied, if, if you want something different. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed by that, keep in mind the less stuff you have, the less time it takes to clean and the easier it is to keep your space tidy. Everything else we do to keep our home clean and healthy and tidy is made easier and less time consuming if we have less stuff. So I really, this is something I've been thinking about a lot and I encourage you to consider if you're in this situation where you feel like you don't have time or you're, you know, you're not keeping your home the way you wish you would. And the same thing applies to your workspace. If it's hard to concentrate at your desk or you've it's hard to keep it clean because there's so much stuff on it. You can make it a lot easier by getting rid of some things, by purging your belongings. Uh, Dawn, a woman who is on YouTube as the minimal mom, she does a lot of discussion about simplifying and decluttering. And she, in, in one of her videos, suggests one question to help us as we declutter and simplify our belongings, because it's hard for a lot of us to um, get rid of things. And the question she suggests in this video is ask yourself about each item. Is it adding value to my life? Or another way she asked the question is, is it fulfilling the purpose for which I originally bought it? Obviously, you know, from her perspective, if the answer to the question is no, then it's something you should consider purging. And I'll put a link to the video because she, she has some other ideas on this topic of how to, how to purge and how to declutter your space and why you might want to do it. And it's a, a nice short video. So simplifying our life, simplifying our routines, simplifying our possessions can make a big difference in our ability to keep our space clean and tidy to the extent that we want to. As I think I've said already in this episode, I am not trying to impose new standards or rules on anybody. If you are happy with your space at home and at work, then keep doing what you're doing. This episode, this the things I've been sharing are for you if, and only if, you've been feeling dissatisfied and you'd like to do something different in this area of keeping your your home clean and tidy. So if it doesn't apply to you, that's okay. Uh, In addition, I note that we all go through times when even doing the minimal cleaning and tidying is hard. Maybe we've got a brand new baby at home, or we've been sick, or other people in the household have been sick. Maybe we are, we have a whole bunch of house guests at the house and it's just, you know, we're spending time with our family, our friends who are staying with us rather than doing our deep cleaning. Or it's finals week in school and you're spending your time studying or crunch time at work and you've got to, you know, spend work long hours. Whatever it might be, there are those times when we simply don't have the time, the energy, Our our time and our energy are invested elsewhere. Let's just put it that way. And that's okay. 
give yourself grace during those times. The, the nice thing is, if we develop these habits and routines that I've talked about and get things kind of have a system going, then it makes those times when we can't follow the system much less disastrous and makes it easier to bounce back from those times when cleaning and, and, and all that needs to be paused or minimized. And, you know, maybe during those times, we, all we've got is five minutes a day to maybe throw some trash out, and that's about it. Give yourself grace and bounce back when you can. I'm also not suggesting by any of this that I've been talking about today that we all should have a goal of having a spotlessly clean and tidy house at all times, or that we should be devoting hours out of every day to cleaning and tidying. That is not my point at all. What I am actually suggesting is that just adding a few thoughtfully nurtured habits and routines to our life can actually reduce the amount of time, effort, and stress that we are required to invest to have a reasonably clean and tidy home or workspace. And all the benefits that come from that. So I'm truly not trying to add more work to your day or heap any guilt on anybody. And I encourage you just to take from this episode, just like from any episode of this podcast, take from it what makes sense for you and your situation. Um, I just was wanted to share a few thoughts that I'd had on this topic. And uh, I would love to know what you think. Do you have any tips for keeping your home or workspace clean and tidy? Any thoughts on, uh, you know, where the standard comes from as to what clean and tidy means for you? I'd love it if you'd share your, your thoughts, your ideas on this. You can do that in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 419. And again, you will also find there links to several articles, YouTube videos, and different resources that I came across that might be interesting to you if you're looking for some ideas or, or inspiration here. You can also share your thoughts and ideas or and give or ask for some encouragement on the Productive Woman Facebook page or especially in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. That is a great place to share ideas, uh, share motivation, give each other some encouraging words, or ask questions from the other women in the community. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can certainly do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was time well spent. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember... Extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.